I'm Sun Pao Lee, and I've been a member of the True Jesus Church since 1970. I spent 40 years teaching at universities and colleges. So I retired as a professor emeritus in 2006. My name is Su Chun Li, and people here at church call me the Ai, and I'm Sam Pao's wife. All of these years, um, we are a happy couple. Uh, we've been married since 1969, and after retirement, and I joined Sam Pao to do most of the church work. I thank God very much for that. And I also uh, feel very privileged to be a minister of God, a servant of God, since about 10 years ago. I was born in 1942, during the uh, Sino-Japanese war years in Sichuan. And as, uh, you know, quote-unquote, a refugee, um, we stayed at, uh, you know, in an attic, uh, in a Catholic church uh, near Chongqing. Uh, so I was born there, and immediately after my birth, I was baptized as a Catholic because the Bishop of China then was probably um, pastoring that church, church. During elementary school years, one of my uh, closest friend classmates was actually a Catholic. It's a very Catholic family. So he brought me to the Catholic church. So since I was baptized as a Catholic, so I just went with him and went to the, to the, to the church. Later on, even in high school. And even when I, after I came here to the United States in 1967, um, I was still theoretically a Catholic, even though you know, I did not find a Catholic church to go to. Um, not until 1970, uh, when I was first exposed to the doctrines of True Jesus Church, uh, I kind of literally rebelled against Catholicism and was baptized into TJC. So in 1970, we moved to Berkeley, and from there, we came to contact the church uh, when I was young, I am a typical. I was a typical Taiwanese girl from Taiwanese family and worshipped uh, uh, ancestry and go to went to you know temple and all that. And that was the first time I um, came to contact the Christianity. In the world of terms, I guess it, it was uh, coincidental uh, or incidental, um, but you know from. When we look back, I think this is nothing short of a miracle. I was uh, doing some reading or research uh, in the library at UC Berkeley, uh, where one of our ministers was also you know, working toward his doctorate degree. So we met, uh, I guess, among the, all these bookshelves, you know, book, book stacks in the library. I remember you know, early in the morning, I have to get a study space in the library, uh, which is the closest to uh, the men's room. So I could use you know, hot towel, use hot water, relieve some tension from my eyes. I have very bad eyes, by the way, very bad vision. So um, the, the pressures are great. And you know, it, it's very difficult to have that kind of very restful joy. Um, you know, life was tough, it's very competitive. So I remember uh, visiting um, this uh, minister of our church and 
it was there at their house. I always experienced that indescribable joy. So I became very curious. So later on, I was able to connect the religious belief, the Chujis Church, uh, and the joy that uh, you can easily observe or feel you know, every time you visit. So I became interested in the church yeah, at that time. In that year, 1970, uh, the whole family, Sam Powell and me, and my daughter, six months old, Michelle, uh, three of us were baptized. Uh, before baptism, I told myself, wow, how wonderful it, it, it would be if I could see the blood of Jesus in the water. And even now, reflecting back, you know, 44 years ago, more than 44 years now, I could remember when I closed my eyes on the beach, you know, during the prayer before I went into the water, I saw this whole patch of redness before my eyes. And, you know, I couldn't really believe that, but, you know, at that time, I was quite touched. And even now, thinking back, that was a great miracle and really, uh, you know, strengthened our faith a great deal. That even though just a flash of moment, but um, the lasting image uh, has a great impact upon my belief. I was so joyful and the, when the Holy Spirit came down to me, I had that electric feeling like a shock. Uh, and my tongue began to roll. In the regular time, somehow always teased me. I cannot be taught to speak French, cannot be taught to speak Spanish, because my tongue just cannot roll. But when I pray until nowadays, till today, still, when I pray, the Holy Spirit just fills me and my tongue will just roll automatically. My wife, was very blessed, received the promised Holy Spirit on the same day of her baptism. And after we returned from the Russian River in Northern California, went back to the church, if I remember correctly, that was where you received the Holy Spirit. She was able to speak in tongues. But when I first came to our church, you know, I kind of doubted uh, in the Catholic, Catholic kind of situation you hardly really pray loud. You know, the, the father who leads the mass will usually pray in Latin. And as a member of the congregation, you wouldn't understand what he was praying with, uh, with, unless you know Latin. <laughs> we didn't know, but we knew, some, we knew that he was praying for us. But, you know, when we prayed, usually, you know, it was understandable language, understanding. But praying in tongues, with body movement, at that time, to me, it was very strange. I thought, you know, the person must be very confused, you know, because how can I tell what this person was praying for? But anyway, that was my very kind of uh, uninitiated, shallow kind of understanding of things, you know, highly spiritual. Um, maybe because of that little doubt, kind of delayed my own personal receiving of the Holy Spirit and took her just a few hours and maybe <laughs> less than a few hours but in my case very simple faith and simple mind but in my case it took me exactly 10 years 
I remember in 1980, during the last day of the spiritual convocation, during the last prayer actually, I went up there kind of without expecting receiving it. Maybe an hour before that, you know, I experienced uh, the lowest point of my faith, I think. Um, you know, I was frustrated that I have not received the Holy Spirit for 10 years. I even told my wife at that time, during, you know, before dinner time, you know, let's go out. So we actually went out. We, 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 <laughs> we went away from the church. Uh, that was a, probably last uh, fellowship dinner, you know, before the end of the ESSC. We went out. So I forgot what we had for dinner, but we came back after dinner, I think. And I didn't expect to receive the Holy Spirit that evening. But I guess, you know, God wanted to show me His love. God has His, has his own timing. So I remember before the prayer, I said to God, you know, if you want to show me that you really love me, and this is really, this is really the Holy Spirit you promises. Uh, show me something different. I heard so many visions, you know, see a bleeding heart, see the cross, see a you know, stream of light, you know, and all kind of uh, visions people saw. So I kind of prayed to God as a show me a vision that I had never uh, heard of, never dreamed about, never imagined. So immediately I saw a picture you know, in, appear in front of my, my eyes. It was not a stationary kind of image, you know, like a lot of testimonies I heard, but it was a, like, a, like a video, like a, like a motion picture, you know, like a frame, like the uh, Renaissance picture, if you could imagine, you know, with tree there and, uh, you know, um, some, some flowers and so forth. I can still, if I were an, a painter, I could probably still paint a picture today, but I, uh, unfortunately I'm not. But, I, but image is still very clear in my mind. Um, at the, uh, on the right, there was a tree. On the uh, upper left corner, all of a sudden, there was light coming, you know, shining. And then when the light, you know, continued to move closer to me, and I saw the image, I saw Jesus, you know, coming my way from the upper right corner and was still showering, running, you know, raining very, very hard. And as he was getting closer to me, I saw he was holding a little, like a little child uh, who happened to be under the tree. So he picked him up and held him in his arm. And as the image moving even closer to me, I saw that, oh wow, that's me. That little child was me. Jesus was holding me in his arms. Yeah, that was a time I was very, very much touched, I think. I probably started speaking in tongues or something. So at the end of a prayer, the pastor told me, you have received the Holy Spirit. You have the evidence speaking in tongues. So that was an unforgettable experience. It's very difficult to describe in words. Uh, someone has to really experience it. And I thank God that I was able to experience exactly that. Life is good. Yeah, life is good. As to, for me, myself, um, the, the way I feel about religion is not only that I experience God, um, I also think uh, 
my life in this world always has a, a focus. I have anchor, and I, I I cannot be swayed by the world. I used to value a lot of things belonging to this world as the most precious and important, invaluable. But now, you know, very much like Apostle Paul, looking back, everything is about done. You know, they're worthless. They're worthless. We have to kind of elevate ourselves to a different plan to understand that. So I think life um, is something that we need to really recognize what is life and what is the purpose of your life and how you can make your life uh, really you know, worthwhile and God-pleasing. I am so convinced, I'm so joyous, I'm so thankful every time, you know, when I kind of reflect back to those, uh, to, to what I've experienced, you know, over the past 15 years. And to be able to serve God, you know, in whatever capacity, you know, is truly a blessing. Yeah, you have a very special affiliation with this creator of the universe of this everlasting God.